okay. Uh, great response by our players and, and coaches uh, this past weekend. Um, thought we came out and played, uh, obviously, exceptionally well. Uh, coordinators had outstanding plans on both sides of the ball. Players did a great job executing it. And so uh, couldn't be uh, more pleased with with our coaching staff and our players. And uh, that's exactly what we needed was to to uh, have a reset of sorts, I guess you could say, and um, get back on track. And so we got a big challenge this week uh, on the road against uh, number five team in the country. And uh, we got to be at our best. You know, we can't just play good. We got to play great. And that's what it's going to take. And uh, it's going to take another week of preparation, uh, great preparation. and and focus on our players' part. And uh, that's exactly what they did last week. The preparation was outstanding Monday through Friday. And again, the coordinators and the staff came up with an outstanding plan, and that has to carry over to this week. So, uh, you know, we're, we're excited about the opportunity, and uh, we will uh, take it from there. So, questions? Uh, Washington's a little bit more one-dimensional than Oregon was, but do you see them in a similar light in, in those type of echelon teams? Well, they got excellent personnel. Uh, the thing that stands out, obviously, is the quarterback and the throw game. I mean, they're leading the nation throwing the football. Uh, got an outstanding running back as well, although they don't, uh, you know, their focus is throwing the ball, and they, they do it uh, better than anybody in the country. Uh, defensively, they're, they're solid. Um, you know, and, and they're getting everybody's best shot. Their defense, because everyone's, you know, it's a you got to score a bunch of points to try to win the, you know, try to win a game against the Huskies. And so, their defense, uh, you know, is doing a, a very good job as well. And so, um, you know, them in Oregon are, are a lot of similarities, but their approach is a little bit different. Uh, personnel, talent, you know, throughout the roster is very similar as well. Oh, sh <laughs> yes. you butted in front of well, you butted in front of him. I was like, wait, I don't know. <laughs> I felt a little stir That's over there. Okay, go ahead, buddy. We're profusely, I apologize for him very much. So, yeah. Let's say he's most know. What do you see as the biggest challenge this week against the Huskies? Is it their run game, their passing, or their stingy? I would say their throw game. It's uh, you know statistically. Again, best in the nation by a, by a considerable margin. It's like 50 yards better than the next uh, closest uh, passing game, and so uh, that will be the biggest challenge. Puts a and it's pass defense starts at the line of scrimmage. It's not just on the secondary. The the, the uh, defensive front has to get pressure and uh, not let the quarterback get comfortable. Now that being said, probably the best offensive line we faced to this point. I would say that's uh, uh, our evaluation. And uh, they do a great job uh, with their front. Uh, big guys, you know, guards are what six eight and six six. I mean, they're they're a big front, and uh, you can't do the things they do in the throw game without having protection. And that's, uh, you know, they got uh, excellent protection up front. The receiver is tremendous. You know, they got a bunch of good receivers, but the one the one kid stands out. And then, like I said, to complement that, they have an outstanding running back that uh, you know he just went off, uh, you know, last week, and and so. It's uh, you know it's a it's a big challenge for us. JJ has uh, battled through this ankle injury also. Yeah. Tough to see to just keep coming back. You try it and you expect it to happen this week. Exceptionally tough. Uh, first of all, he's he has battled it all season long, and uh, he just keeps coming back and and you know it's a process of 
during the week he gets it as, as good as he can get it. Then a game day he just lets it rip until he can't go anymore. And so we'll see about this week and, and uh, what his availability is right now. It's a question mark. Kyle, it's taken, uh, it's taken Kalen or not much time to get his team to where it is at this point again with the throw game and in the mix with the college football playoff. How much, um, how much can you quicken the process now with the portal and things of that nature? Well, it accelerates it tremendously. And you combine that with a place like Washington that has uh, tremendous resources. And, uh, you know, the cupboard was not bare, first of all, when he inherited the program. I mean, they've done it, you know, Coach Pete was there. It was, you know, they had that thing humming along, and Coach Lake had uh, a period of time. But, but uh, all the factors combined, uh, you know, it a, hits a place where, where you can uh, really, and they won there. What, what did they win? National championship one year, way back when? I think they did. So anyway, they, that's a proven place to, to win at. And he's done a really good job. And he's, uh, he's uh, got that thing in high gear right now. And he's, uh, you know, like I said, doing a tremendous uh, job for them. You've taken your team into that building a number of times, wins, mm-hmm. losses. What has made that? venue, that building so tough to deal with? Yeah, well, first of all, they get great crowds. I think they're averaging 68 or 67,000 uh, every week, which I think is capacity or close to it. Uh, it's loud. You know, it's a very loud crowd. Um, great setting, you know, right there on the water. It's one of the most picturesque uh, stadiums in the country, if not the most. But uh, it's, a, it's a hostile environment. They have a, a home field advantage with that crowd. And, and like I said, the, uh, the loudness is something that you've got to you got to prepare for. You can't just show up there. you got to work crowd noise all week long and be ready for it. Obviously, Arizona State was, you know, they're in a different situation. Than you mean Pat Kinahan's alma mater? <laughs> yeah, okay, what was it about? They're in a different situation than Washington is in. How much can you kind of look at what you did this last weekend and kind of anticipate carryover going forward? Well, uh, you know, they're quite a bit different as far as their approaches. Um, Different personnel-wise, obviously, uh, you know what we're pleased with was this past week is <clears throat> it's just the, the preparation, the effort, the passion, the energy that that was all manifest on Saturday, and so uh, hopefully that carries over. You know, we need that to carry over because, like I said, when you when you go on the road to play a team of this caliber, good isn't good enough. You got to be great, and so that's what we need to be. The, the Devils, for all their suckitude, <laughs> <laughs> hold pick Washington up a- without. Touchdown. Yeah. And four turnovers. Four turnovers from the Huskies had a lot to do with it. That, that was a big, of course we can. Yeah, we'll we'll learn. We learn from every game we watch. But uh, the big the big deal in that game, which kept things uh, very tight, was the four, four four turnovers by the Huskies. There are two teams that have seemingly separated themselves a little bit in the Pac-12 race, but obviously you guys aren't out of it. You got to win out. What is your take on this race? Yeah. Well, first of all. Uh, you know, Washington is the only undefeated team in conference play, uh, and overall, obviously, uh, they're what five and six that were positioned in the polls. I think Washington's five, Oregon six. So, so both uh, outstanding teams, outstanding programs. You're right, mathematically, we're still in it, but uh, it's all one week at a time. You know, we're not worried about the big picture right now. We're just trying to figure out a way to to try to uh, go up to Seattle and and play well, and and uh, but it's a great conference race and. And uh, you know we're getting down to the you know some teams only have a couple games left I believe we got three games left but but uh, it's uh, coming right down to the wire maybe you know, we'll see. Uh, you were, okay. um, Button in again. I know I'm just trying. Okay. I'm just trying. I got butted in a few weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're of course worried about here and now, but the Big 12 schedule came out last week. You're going to play Baylor as a 
non-conference game next year, which essentially gives you 10 Big 12 games in year one. I'm curious how much input you had on, on that decision to make that out of conference from Mark or anybody else. Zero input and zero concern about it right now. I'm sure you know, when this season's over and we'll start to digest the Big 12 schedule and, and see how it lays out, then we'll, uh, you know, adjust according to that. We can't really adjust, but, you know, figure out what we got in store. But uh, haven't really given it much thought at all just yet. Are there any plans to get any Nate Johnson packages or is Bucky kind of taking that role? We're going to do whatever we can do to supplement the offense as best we can. Uh, Nate has been a part of it in some games this year, uh, as has Vaki, and so we're going to try to uh, fashion a plan that uh, gives us the best chance to win. And if it includes those guys, then that's what we'll do. But can't give away any secrets, can I? Yeah, not, not just yet. Is 70-30 for Sione still the, the plan, as you indicated? Yeah, that's about the maximum, 70-30, and you know maybe 80-20, depending on how the game goes. But somewhere in that neighborhood is is uh, what he's been, uh, is what we think is. Uh, probably the tipping point of, of uh, not overdoing it. Kind of like that point is with with Vaki, Obviously, you weren't able to have him on Saturday. He didn't get on the offensive side. Mm -hmm. Does that give the offense a little bit more confidence to know that they can do this without him now and and being able to kind of move forward? Probably so. Yeah, I haven't uh, asked that pointed question to the, to anyone on the offense, but but uh, it was our best production of the year. Uh, Bryson Barnes played his best game as a U. Period. Not just this year. Um, and so, yeah, that should be a confidence builder for uh, for our guys. Along those lines, it seems like Devon has had really great back-to-back -back weeks. Seems mm -hmm. like he's really kind of come on. What have you seen out of him just over the course of the season, especially of late? Tremendous consistency, effort, practice habits. Uh, he's a, a great teammate. I mean, he's a team guy from from the word go. The weeks that he doesn't get his touches, never complains, never says anything. All he does is come out and work hard. So, it's been very satisfying to see him. Uh, have his production go up these last two weeks, and he's one of the better receivers in the Pac-12, in my opinion, and and uh, certainly does a great job for us. and And we need to continue to uh, make sure he gets the targets. Kyle, what do you learn about Washington's defense looking at the Stanford game and the way Stanford was able to move the ball? Well, I haven't watched games yet. We watch cutups, and it's it's hard to get the flavor of a game when you're. When you're watching, you know, you are inside runs, outside runs, just versus all opponents, and so that will come. I'll we'll probably get to that by tomorrow, where you just sit down and watch the games as they unfold. And so, can't really give you a good answer on that yet, but uh, we will have an answer in a few days. We with the no huddle mm -hmm. last week, so obviously Washington sees that. Right. What type of adjustments do you have to make then? Because maybe you caught the, the Devils off guard, but obviously you wouldn't be able to catch Washington off guard because you showed it. Right, they'll prepare for it, and uh, and no huddle <clears throat> is as much for us as much as anything is the timing of it, uh, not necessarily that we do it, but when we do it is is key for us, and and I think no huddle is most effective that way. If you do it the entire game, it's not as effective as you, as if you can if you can turn it on and off, and so uh, we'll you know in the stages right now making the game plan, and we'll see where and if that fits. And uh, if it does, then you'll see it. And if not, you may not see it at all. So, so two, straight, <clears throat> two straight games of Bailey on seven catches. Mm -hmm. uh, how important is it to get him involved in the pass? Very important. He's, uh, like I said, one of the better receivers in the league. And, and uh, we need to be make a conscious effort to make sure he's, he's uh, involved in the game plan because he, you know, he makes big plays. You know, pretty much every time you throw in the ball, he's got a big catch radius, and, and he can go up and get the 50-50 ball. And he's he's a guy that really does a great job competing for the ball 
uh, when the DB's in position. And so uh, we've got to, again, make a conscious effort to continue to keep him involved because we're better offense when he's, when he's doing his thing like that. A lot's been made in the history of the Pac-12 about playing games in uh, obscure time slots, obscure networks, and you can't be seen. The impact it has on recruiting. This is like your sixth or seventh game this year where you've been in time slot. Everybody watches on a network. Everybody watches. Are you seeing a carryover in your recruiting? Yeah. Anytime you can get uh, national exposure, it builds your brand. And uh, we certainly have, uh, our, re our recruits have certainly taken note of that and, and excited about, uh, you know, the, the uh, Exposure we've gotten, and and uh, now there's it's two-edged sword. You got to be on national TV and play well. You know you don't want to go ahead and and just uh, underperform every week. But but uh, we've performed pretty darn good this year in most weeks, and uh, that has caught the attention of our recruits and has been a plus. How is recruiting going, by the way? Good, and it's not like it used to be. You know, you used to look at the lists and you know get 20, 25 high school guys lined up, but now with the portal. You got to save spots, and so the the high school recruiting is not as big uh, of a number as it used to be, and JC is nowhere near as big a number as it used to be. You know, we used to be a pretty decent uh, JC recruiting program where we'd take you know maybe half a dozen some years, and now maybe one, and so it's taken a little bit of twist and a little bit of turn in that respect, and uh, you can see our list is is not real. Uh, voluminous right now by design because we want to make sure we we have the room and the space to uh, you know get the portal guys that we want. You haven't faced Penix yet um, yourself. <clears throat> um, getting pressure on him obviously is key, but he's a guy that can avoid pressure and yep. throw on the run as well. Yeah, he's he is. He's he's very uh, he's very mobile in the pocket. He's got great pocket presence. He can sense the rush. He does a great job, like like all really good quarterbacks, of keeping his eyes downfield while he's on the move. And uh, certainly would rather throw it than tuck it and run, although he's very capable of doing that. Is there anything besides the quarterback, of course, that Washington does uh, uniquely that allows them to have that kind of productivity in the pass game? Because they don't have the volume of like a Washington State pass attack or one of those. Uh, yeah. You know. They got a really good old line that protects them, and they got really good receivers. That's what they do. They got they got talented guys, and the guy throwing the ball is is as good as there is in the country. So it's more uh, a product of that rather than anything schematically. It's just they've got uh, a lot of talent, and it uh, fits together really well. How does Dylan Johnson's performance against USC, the running back, yeah. two fifty six, couple touchdowns? I think. How does that change? Your your preparation for this. It doesn't really. We we know he's a really good back and he's capable of that pretty much any week that they they want to feature that. But but uh, they make their money throwing the football. That's what they want to do first and foremost. But if you uh, overload, you know, thin out the front and overload the coverages, then you're gonna you're gonna get a good dose of him. So so we've got to just do our thing and, and prepare like we always do. And and uh, you know we certainly are aware of you know his presence in the run game. And so Scally and his boys will come up with a plan. I was going to say about the versatility of um, John Stanley, a running back, that you can put him in there and flex him out and, you know, and go to him on third down and he makes a play like that. Yeah, he's a, he's a guy that, uh, you know, when we were looking for guys to uh, supplement what we're doing offensively, he was a guy that stood out in practice and we thought, hey, let's, let's see if we can get him out in space a little bit and, and do exactly what you just outlined. And, and uh, he's really – Excelled at that. I mean, it has, there's not a big sample size, but what he's, what the opportunities he's got, he's done well. He's also a really uh, valuable special teams contributor. He's our gunner, one of our gunners on punt. Uh, he's, he runs down on kickoff. I mean, he has a lot of things special teams wise too. He's, he's got a bright future here. We really like him. You've said in the past that you know when you're recruiting high school kids, you, you know, like kids that play multiple sports, mm -hmm. specifically track and field. 
he's an accomplished sprinter. What was it about him in high school, specifically as a sprinter, that kind of you know caught your attention? Well, you're always looking for speed. I mean, speed is the uh, you know one of the most important, if not the most important, element in football. And uh, Coach Ganther, Quinton Ganther, found him and and recruited him and and. Uh, you know, loved the way he ran, obviously, and, and uh, he was, you know, some weeks, he, I think he rushed for over 300 yards one week in high school, so he's very prolific in high school, and so it was pretty easy to, to identify him and, and uh, realize that he was a guy that could, could help us out. Exactly what happened on Saturday. He played exceptionally well. He got like 37 reps and made the most of it, performed exceptionally well for his first uh, real <coughs> opportunity. You know, he's been on special teams and, and uh, you know, throughout the season, but we decided, as I think I mentioned in the post game, that it was time for him to see what he could do in the game situation on defense, and he answered the bell. He played exceptionally well, and, and uh, Tao Johnson has been, you know, he's still the starting nickel, but down the road, you know, next year, uh, Tao's probably going to move either the outside corner or to free safety, and uh, Smith is a prototypical uh, slot corner. So we feel like that uh, is his future, what you saw him do Saturday. Your starting offensive line seemed to have a good game. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on the backups that played at the end of the game and what you saw. Yeah, very pleased with those guys. That's a good group. Uh, and they're, you know, they've got uh, a lot of potential. And some of those guys will be ready to play you know, next year, you know, we're gonna have, we'll see what happens when we, you know, when the when the dust settles and who stays and who who moves on. But but uh, we got a lot of confidence. I've been saying that ever since fall, actually ever since spring ball, that we're very deep and talented on the offensive line, and, and we've got like 12 guys that we feel are ready to play at any time if we need them to. Transfer portal, transfer portal talk is starting to heat up nationally. Uh -huh. I'm curious, do you talk to your players about being? Uh, mindful of others reaching out to them and, and that sort of thing. Do you talk to them about that? We have conversations about, uh, you know, what the uh, options are after the season. There's a lot of guys that could turn pro or stay, you know, have another year of eligibility. So we, we uh, and what used to never be talked about during season is now has to be talked about because it just, that's the world we live in. And so, yes, the answer is yes. We talk about, you know, uh, you know pros and cons of staying, leaving, uh, you know what what they're thinking because we got to get you know it, it matters because the the portal when it opens up it, it goes quick and so you got to have your ducks in a row and and know what holes you want to fill or what holes you need to fill so yeah those discussions uh, are happening and it's really between player and position coach I get involved a little bit right now I'll get more involved as we get closer to uh, the end of the season which is very close okay thanks guys. Thank